The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. This episode is brought to you by the Bleeding Old Blood Club with this important message. The Bleeding Old Blood Club believes life doesn't end at 40. Live life. Take that trip. Learn that skill. Get in the pit. Learn to skate or get back on your skateboard. Shred it up once again. Check us out on Facebook, the Bleeding Old Blood Club. You can teach an old dog new tricks. Tonight's episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of power trip vocalist Riley Gale and Caitlin Corvus. Okay, this is John McEntee from Incantation, and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to an enchanting episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 622, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, here in the Deep South, it's been a hot one. Our feels-like temperature yesterday when I was mowing the lawn was like 103, the day before that was 105, and today it only feels like 99. It's so much cooler. But you know how I stay cool? With a steaming hup, damn it, damn it, I hate when I screw up my own thing. With a steaming hot cup of True Cult coffee. Because True Cult, I made the grapefruit there, Snowy. The True Cult coffee <laughs> is hotter than a church in Norway, so after you drink it, everything else is cooler. And that's how I like to stay cool. So T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Subscribe today, because not only will you get amazing coffee, the hottest, the blackest, the most metal coffee there is, you also get not one, but two hand-picked, curated, if you will, bands by Mr. Coffee Bean Oculta himself. True Cult Coffee. Yeah! Possess yourself a cup today. 
Yes, yes, and I've got got a steaming cup going right now in my Motley Crew mug, and yeah. let's just say right now, as we are recording this as we speak, it is an early Saturday afternoon, and uh, so that means I've got my about my third cup in me, so I'm definitely ready to rock, and I definitely need the oomph. You know, I definitely need the power that True Cavalt gets me because um, not only am I going to be hammering this out, later on tonight I'm catching up with my buddies at uh, Wrestling Night in Canada for the pay-per-view and Buddy Jack is going to be making an appearance tonight. So it is going to be, oh, and and up here in Canada, eh? It's a long hey. weekend. It's a long weekend here too. Oh, right on. It's Labor That's Day on th- Monday. What's, what, what's it a long weekend I for you guys think- for? Yeah, I think that's what it's called up here, too, the what? civic holiday. We yeah. share a holiday? Yeah. I yeah. thought Christmas was the only one. Yeah, Christmas, Easter, and all that. Yeah. It's... There we go. I'm going to get my gloves for Boxing Day this year. <laughs> that's, it, that's right. That's how I like to bug. That's how I like to bug my family because we we watch. Well, I watch. They put up with AEW Wrestling every Wednesday, right? Right. With 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 me, and I always say to them that it's wrestling day. See, boxing only gets one day a year. Wrestling gets fifty two days a year. <laughs> That's every Wednesday is wrestling day. Of course, they just roll their eyes and. I feel like every yeah. day is wrestling day in the snowy household. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. But I don't want to get into too much of that because i'll go on all day that's uh that's stuff for another time right now i want to discuss the metal but before we get into that um a little bit of house cleaning around here um unfortunately last week there was no radioactive metal just just unfortunately Everyone is fine. Everyone's happy and healthy. It's just uh, schedules and just when the time came to hammer out that episode, it just never happened. Ladies and gentlemen, I take full responsibility because I couldn't make it. And then that sends Snowy into a deep depression. That's right. They had him on suicide watch. They had to take his shoelaces again. Like counselors were called in. You know, Mrs. Snowy's cursing my name again. So, you know, like he just gets so depressed when we can't hang out. That's, that's, that's why it right. doesn't happen. So, you know, it's all my fault. It is. I I, I need my <laughs> weekly errand fix, shall, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, if only other people felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But but we are going to make up for it this big, big time this week because, Wow legendary legendary death metaler john mcintyre is joining us and it's like wow i've been really looking forward to this and that new record sect of vile divinities dude i'll get into it later after the interview but it is like it is killer and it is killing it in a variety of ways as well so yeah yeah pretty exciting and i hope everyone else is excited as well so with there's no other further house cleaning i think it's time to get on with it we've been very busy this week here's our metal fix 
Oh, hey, dude, what's going on? All right, man. Well, so since we had a little bit of time in between, um, I've actually got some stuff to talk about here. So, first of all, do you remember a while back? I'm going to see if I can find the email. Do you remember when I was talking about um, the Save Our Venues campaign? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, let's see here. Joe, see you. And so my representative, um, Joe Cunningham, right? Uh, let's see. Oh, no, that's bullshit. Well, anyway, I can't find the email, but I was floored because um, I got an email from my representative, Joe Cunningham, uh, talking about the, yep, I received your you know, petition that you signed for the Save Our Venues. I'm like, holy crap. Like, I can't, I, I don't think I've ever signed anything like that that any politicians ever responded to. You know, and I know somebody else is writing this stuff for them. But I was impressed because whoever did the work, like, made reference to very specific South Carolina big deal things. Like, we have something here called the Spoleto Festival, which was spawned by another Spoleto Fe- Festival, I want to say, in Italy, like, Without looking it up, I couldn't tell you the whole history, but it's it's a big deal, and it's like music, art, jazz, like oh well, jazz is music, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I, sometimes I feel like it's its own thing, but like just all this music going on, just just all this great stuff, and um, they actually mentioned that, and like it's important. I'm like I was floored, and then I started thinking, I'm like, oh, it's an election year. They're probably making sure they respond to all that shit. Um. But like I was, I was excited. I'm like, wow! Like, like not only did he respond and acknowledge it, but he also, um, like, it was also like I said, very specific things to the state and to our venues and all that sort of thing. Um, so it was, it was really good. I, I was just, I was just floored. Like I'm like he he will probably yeah. get my vote because of that because he's sent on a few other things and I've I've kind of been on board with them, and it's rare that I agree with any politician on anything. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was like the first, like like holy crap! Like you know, signing that petition actually did something. It is going to people, you know, because I mean, how many times have we all signed petitions and you you never know if anybody hears where anything's going, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, you know. So that was kind of exciting, and then um. I, I, well, we'll talk about Rutgers Day later, but um, I picked up, and by now, I'm sure everybody's seen on the Facebook page, the unboxing video, Metallica's S&M 2. Mm-hmm. Get it. Just go get it. Like, <laughs> okay. get, get, the, get the deluxe box set so you get all of it. I've got the downloads. I've been listening. I can't even tell you how many times I've listened to the upright bass player doing anesthesia pulling teeth. Um, it's, oh, nice. Dude. Holy shit. Oh, holy shit is it I'd so good. Never in my life would I ever have imagined that. Dude, that that was the highlight of the movie for me. Like like cuz they said they're like, "Oh, this bassist is going to, you know, going to going to pay tribute to Cliff Burton." And I am just like cringing cuz I'm like, "Okay, I am just tired of every electric bass player trying to do their take on it." And this guy sits down with an electric upright, he bows it. I'm like, "Holy shit." And he still puts effects on it. It was amazing. Yeah, so um, I'm actually thinking, and I was, you know, t- in the group me thing, but um, we'll pull back the curtain here. I am really going to do my best to see if I can get members of the San Francisco Symphony to come talk to us, mm-hmm. because I would love to hear their take on the experience. Um, I I learned that one member is definitely a metal guy for sure. 
um, because I have, um, we have a mutual friend, like a buddy of mine was telling me, he's like, oh yeah, I was talking to so-and-so. I'm like, really? And so um, that, that got the wheels churning for me. So um, he was a metal kid growing up and it'd be interesting to see like, you know, growing up with Metallica versus, wow, now I get to play with Metallica in the symphony. Like, what's that kind of thing like? So, mm. yeah. Yeah, so so um, the S&M 2 box set, it's gorgeous. The vinyl is just beautiful looking. Like, they have gray and orange, and they have a gray and orange splatter. Like, it's just, it's so cool. Um, you get a reproduction of the score that's in there. They got this great photo book that comes with it. You get all the, you get a download card for all the all the music. Like, oh, it's just so good. It's it's Metallica really does a good box set. <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like some box sets is literally just like a box of CDs. And right. Like Metallica. Like honestly, all the old old school bands. And when I say old school, I mean like people that like. Or, or at least of our age that grew up buying records, the people that get it, the people that can remember the Kiss Love Gun album and getting the paper gun, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like those people understand that, no, 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 if I'm doing a box set, like, I gotta put stuff in there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like so, dude, it's it's great. Like, everybody go check out the video uh, on our Facebook page. It's super exciting. Love it. All right. Good so, idea. Yeah. Yeah. When you're when when you're talking, let's let let's get some of the members, you know, from the San Francisco San Francisco Orchestra on. It's yeah. like, you know what? I, there's there's just like so many questions like that that you can ask and like we're always looking for that unique guest. Exactly. You know, with some sort of some sort of connection and to get, you know, like an alternate viewpoint from the whole metal experience from someone that might not necessarily have like grew up listening to Bathory or whatever (laughs) and still you know contributing wow that was fantastic yeah always said though that Metallica like translates so well to classical music Mm -hmm. and I attribute that to like Cliff's sensibility and his sense of harmony and just composition um, be, because like, you know, I remember like, so somewhere between 86 and probably 88, I was in a theory class and I'm sitting there and more than likely listening to puppets. And I am, you know, we're going through and learning about like parallel fifths and all, all these different music theory rules, you know, cause I really wanted to know this stuff. Cause I've, I've always just had a passion for music and I'm like, you know, tell, telling my teacher, Mr. Scroop, I'm like, dude. I swear to you, that's what's happening with these guitars. Like they're they're doing these same rules. They're following these things, you know. Like it just it just translates so well. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping I can um I can wrangle up one or two members of, of that orchestra to talk to us because I think that'd be amazing. It definitely is. Yeah, this is on the top of my list for shit to pick up too, man. Oh, dude. Yeah, you you really need this. Cause and again, like you know you've got to watch it like because I, I saw in the theater it's one of the best concert videos i have seen like it's really good and it was so good in the theater all right right on so um you remember i went to the clutch show the streaming show a couple weeks back mm-hmm. all right my poster and my t-shirt showed up mm. and man i gotta hand it to them but the t-shirt super high quality it looks great i forgot i was gonna get a poster the poster is actually signed um, by all four members. I'm like, I really need to frame that. 
like you know i i don't always frame and hang stuff but i'm i'm th- looking at that and going this is such a strange historic moment i really want to hang it on the wall and never forget of course you know cuz it's just so weird and then this leads me to the next thing on september 18th which let's see here as you listen to this show um that will be in a week from this show so september 18th and september 25th lamb of god they are doing a streaming show did you hear about that no no so they're gonna play two different albums and crud i i've got to get better at like writing my notes because i really thought that i had written down what they're playing um what's they have a recent self-titled album right right yeah that just came out shit this year i'm a little not up on my lamb of god the last couple years but okay hang on damn it well (laughs) how can i not this is why i keep poking you guys notes notes, notes. Uh, but the worst part is i actually wrote down notes why the fuck can't i find this like because i wanted to go back like i i mother pearl anyway um hang on is this it no son of a bitch Watch the language there, boys. right? I know, it's terrible. (laughs) Anyway, so they're going to do the self-titled Lamb of God record and then some other record. Wait, and I'm sorry, I can't remember. Mother of Pearl. But um, (laughs) I'm sure if we go to the Lamb of God website, you know, why am I not doing that? I'm sitting in front of a freaking computer. Instead of offending everyone with your vulgar language. I know. (laughs) Yeah, dude, dude, dude. All right. Lamb of God. This is, this is great radio. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Like, like I'm the worst. Here we go. <laughs> right, right on the front of their page. So September 18th, the new self-titled. They're going to perform it in full. Right on. Um, and then Bleed from Within apparently is going to be on the show. Oh. And then on September 25th, they're going to perform Ashes of the Wake in full with White there we Chapel. Go. We probably just should have taken a guess at that. Yeah. But so I think that that's pretty badass, right? <laughs> now, well, let's talk about tickets because we talked about the Metallica drive-in thing and I'm still kind of on the fence. Like I like the fact they were supporting their local drive-ins. But so a ticket for this for one night is $15. Mm, okay, but that's basically two shows. Well, no, no, two that's one about. show. Yeah, but it's... Okay. One show for fifteen bucks. You can go to both shows for twenty bucks. Oh, okay. So two shows, twenty bucks. All right, that's right. not bad. Yeah. Now here's what I'm thinking about: two shows, autographed poster, and a special uh, T-shirt that goes with it. Fifty-five bucks. Hmm. Okay. Well, the merch autograph. Okay. Yeah, I would be down for that. I. I. So I thought I'm like I don't feel like that's bad. Cause I mean, twenty bucks is like your normal, like, ticket. Like, well, that's what I wish a normal ticket was. It depends on on the venue. But I mean. Yeah, and the band. Yeah. yeah if I was gonna see Lamb of God, I would pay at least twenty to thirty dollars, probably just for the ticket anyway. And then your T-shirts are gonna be anywhere from twenty-five to forty dollars anymore. Right. So I feel like 55 is good and then throw in the autograph poster and that's mm-hmm. not bad. And if you don't want the poster, 40 bucks gets you both tickets and the shirt. That's not bad. 
That's what I thought. 20 bucks for your tickets, 20 bucks for a shirt. That's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. So, right on, yeah. I was, you just had me thinking, Lamb of God tickets alone these days? Yeah. You might be looking on the other side of 50 now. Well, so there we go then, right? So I think this is going to be I, – I, I don't know. Like I'm, I am hoping that they watched the Clutch show and said, damn, we could do that. You know, like, and, and I hope they're going to do it as well as Clutch did it. Um, because, dude, that, this, the sound, the video, everything was so amazing on that Clutch show. Like I, I cannot just – say enough great things about it but i also wanted to talk to you about the fact that they're going to do an entire album like start to finish mm-hmm. like think think about this like this is a really unique concept that could kind of continue post corona right because how many how many bands have albums that we love or there's like deep tracks that they never ever play Oh, hundreds, yeah. But if they did something like this and said, you know what, let's go to our practice space, let's decorate it nice, bring in a film crew, and let's do this album start to finish. Like, I was trying to, oh, who was I thinking? I I had a couple bands, like, off the top of my head where I'm like, oh my goodness, if this band did this, I think people would go, like, crazy. Like, mm-hmm. like let, let's say like Iron Maiden went in and said, you know, what? we're going to do Power Slave start to finish. Right. I, I think they could break the Internet. And you know? if it's just in their who, who who doesn't want to see Maiden's practice space? Exactly. You know, you know or the warehouse. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's like going seeing Maiden at a, in a basement show or something. Exactly. Right. Like That would be just off you the know? hook. Like like do great sound and lights and all that sort of stuff. And then just. And, and play an album we haven't heard. Like, think about how many bands, like, I know, I was thinking of bands like Kiss, right? So you you have bands like Kiss that haven't put out a new album in a while, and they're stuck playing their hits. This would be a time for them to be like, man, do you guys remember when we used to play this one? You know, like, go back to an album that that's not as, as fun, or, like, really pull out, like, all the B-sides, kind of mm-hmm. thing like all the, all the mm-hmm. stuff that they liked that never became a hit dude people would tune in for it and i think enough people would tune in to make it financially worthwhile you know and and it would also save like like because doing a tour like that you know like that's gonna be really niche i mean like like some bands have picked albums like oh god i don't want to hear that album i'm not gonna go to that show but if you're doing it where people can just tune in like i i think that that this might be the silver lining to this whole Corona bullshit, you know? Right. Like, so I don't know. So I'm, I'm kind of excited. I, I think I am going to try to attend the Lamb of God show. Cause, cause I, I really enjoyed the, um, dude, I really enjoyed the clutch experience and I think it'd be great to see Lamb of God like this. So I don't know. Right on, right on. Yeah. I definitely think, you're on to some cool ideas there, man. Let's see. You know, and is, is, the longer that, and we, we all want it done with, okay, but the longer like this, this pandemic happens, the more and more of these innovative ideas just yeah. might might be coming up. And like, like you said, let's see them. If it's a cool enough idea, let's see it carry on just when the world ever goes back to. Yeah the way that it was supposed to. Because think about it. Like, 
you know, I mean, especially like the bands that we love that are getting older, it is not fun to tour for how many months in a row. But this would be Uh a a great way to like do a leg, take some time off, do a single show where you stream like this. And that would really still keep people talking, you know? For sure. Like, I think it'd be a blast. All right. So I I still have a couple of other things. This is probably like my longest metal fix in a long time. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But so are you familiar with the canned meat delicacy spam? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, Yeah. Now, are you a spam fan or are you one of those people that's like a heathen that doesn't eat it? Well, it's it's been a long time because I know it's not the best thing for you. So it's been a while. But growing up, yeah, I had it all the time. Dude, you're drinking Diet Coke. The Diet Coke will kill you before the spam's going to kill you. (laughs) Okay, anyways. (laughs) But so spam is like. It's been probably been like one of my favorite foods ever. Like we used to have it all the time as a kid. Like you said, my mom uh-huh. used to actually like bake it and glaze it and put cloves in it like a baked ham. <laughs> like, dude, like I love spam. So uh-huh. how about today? And um, you're trying to remind me and I'll post pictures. Well, unless like I can wait for the shirt to come in. But I found on Whoop today and I think, I think it's only today. So by the time anybody hears this, like, sorry if you missed it. But um. They took spam and they they basically they were doing all these parodies of like concert tours. So you you know what a concert poster looks like, right? Like mm-hmm. they said, blah 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 blah. You know Maryland Death Fest, and then you see all the logos. So right. they it's called the Spam World Tour, and then they just wrote the word spam in every band logo they could think of. <laughs> okay. The one that got me is when I saw it with Sepultura. <laughs> I was in tears. I could see it. I could. I have no idea. I've never actually seen what you're talking about, but this I can see in my head. Dude, yes. I. I will. I, I should have sent you a picture before the show. I will send you a picture of this because this is freaking amazing. But not only did they do this one, they also had. Um, dude, they have like the Pantera spam. They have Black Flag spam. Like, dude, it's it's so freaking funny like Def Leppard spam, Iron Maiden spam, <laughs> Scorpion spam, Dragon Force. Like I'm just in tears. I'm like so I like I love spam like I'm totally going to wear this shirt. But um for sure. They Sp- also spam okay. Terra right on. Dude, exactly. <laughs> but so then they had um there's one that I was going to get for Nicholas but he just won't quite get the joke enough if somebody no- notices. But they had like Battle of the Bots and they have Optimus Prime and but Again, all metal logos. So, like, uh, they take Mega Megadeth logo, but it's Megatron, right? Oh, oh I want three. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then um, th- there's another one that was, um, um, oh, Starscream in the Slayer logo. Nice. And then I actually sent you a link to one. Let me find this one because, you because okay, it's called the Killer Festival, right? And mm-hmm. hang on, let me, let me blow this one up. So... They have Michael Myers using the Metallica logo. Mm-hmm. Um, Sadako using the Sepultura. <laughs> I didn't catch this one earlier. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Hannibal Corpse. There we are. Why didn't someone oh, think of that 30 oh, years ago? Oh, my God. 
Wow. Oh my god, Hannibal Corpse. Oh, so good. Why is that not a wrestler name or oh, why is shit. that not a band name or something? Oh, dude, yeah, you need to see these. Like these are just so good. So like I was just in tears and like I had to get it. I had to get the spam one. Had to have it. Right on. But then that led me to um because like I got a Megadeth email. And I think future show, we should talk about band mascots because like these logos are so recognizable. But then you have bands like Iron Maiden and Megadeth where you immediately recognize Eddie and Vic Rattlehead. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think that'd be a fun show. But anyway, that is officially the end of my mega, mega, uh, no shit, metal fix, right? <laughs> <This> Spam. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that was definitely your mega fix. You're oh, right. That was. was your longest one in a while. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, excellent, excellent. Uh, for myself, it was definitely kind of a usual um, snowy metal fix, shall we say? I made my way out into the world because uh, redefining darkness, recording artist, nocturnal departure put on a show kind of celebrating the release of their latest now they're they they put their last record out you know on re, on redefining darkness but their latest record worm moon offerings dropped recently as well that they put out totally independent all on their own and as if everyone's trying to remember well who is this nocturnal departure he's talking about our first interview of the year was with winnipeg black metalers oh that's not, right not, yeah that's right yeah yeah and um so to celebrate their new release you know we may we all made our way down to the park theater to uh, check them out playing, including them, with them on the bill was Zombie Assault, our good friends in that band, and Black Metalers Wilt. All bands, in some way, shape, or form, have all been, you know, a creature feature here on Radioactive Metal. I want to really recommend the Worm Moon Offerings latest from Noc- Nocturnal. Go on to Bandcamp, better yet, get a hold of the band get a hold of a physical copy because um they just the idea was to almost like put a raw eight track demo of these new songs and you know how much i love those you know i'm always going back to the demo days and all that this was you know a an homage to that whole thing because they basically just did it in that that style and it turned out really really well so good on them good on them so yeah go on to Bandcamp, check out nocturnal departure for all of your cool black metal needs and the next time you know obviously their next record with redefining or whoever may may pick them up i know you know there might be a uh, a laundry list of you know good independent you know, but reputable labels are going to want to work with them. Fantastic stuff. And when they do, again, we'll have have them on. For sure, I hit the record store on non-record store day just because that's just what I like to do. Picked, picked up a couple cool 7-inch um, singles, a split, some cool um, straight-edge hardcore in the band's uh, Blood Pact and Timex. Time, okay, he hasn't got the time, right? And capital X for straight edge, and then of course that works out with Timex and all I was, that. It's I, like, say, I was totally thought you just got a new watch. 
Does this no. album take a licking and keep on ticking? It does. It definitely does. It definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Good old fashioned hardcore. I'm always. I'm always down for that. And when I find these these seven inches at um at like in at the in into the music record shop and they're like super cheap, you know, under five bucks. And I'm like. How is it still? How are they still sitting on the racks here? By the time I get to them, the second they get on the rack, it's like bang, they should be gone. I'm like, with you. Yeah, like I can't believe it, especially since the other one I picked up was a split with the band Forced Expression and the legendary Captain or Captain Apartment Two Thirteen. Of course, that's a grindcore band, mintcore band that has been around you know, for years now, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say, like, this was the very first release from Apartment 213 I've ever owned. So, wait a second. Apartment 213 is, is a band? Yeah. So, because I have my, my buddies. So, what, do you know what year? Because my buddies had a band called Apartment 213. That's the only other time I've ever heard that referenced. Uh, okay, well, this was a Cleveland band in the, they started in the early 90s. Oh my goodness, that's like almost the same freaking time. Huh. Well, and yeah. And Cleveland's I, right next to Pittsburgh, too. Well, my, um, mostly, but, uh, you know. I, right next to? But they're cl- it's close enough. It's close <laughs> enough. Okay, it's not right next to, but like, right. you know, it's cl- it's closer than you are to anything. So uh, Yeah, well, that's not hard, yeah. <laughs> but, you, like, you know, like, the story behind Apartment 213, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where the name of the band. That's where they drew the name from. I was wondering, I'm like, I because I, I I didn't know until my buddy told me, you know. And for anyone who's who's like, what's the story? Like, it's Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment, right? Um, but like, I had no idea. I'm like, dude, that's a great fucking name for a band. Like, holy shit! Like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness! Like, that's an amazing just and any sort of metal band, just Apartment Two Thirteen. That that's insane. You know, so yeah, when they when they use it, I'm like, dude, go. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I don't know why we haven't had this apartment two thirteen on the show by now. Like, oh, we absolutely have to, especially for with with Halloween coming up. Oh, uh-huh, there we go. We now you're thinking. Be like, hey, that man, that. like, let's talk horror movies and uh, come on for October. <laughs> good idea. Good idea. Writing that down. Now, speaking of horror movies. And all that. I picked up a couple cool um, full-lengthers as well, including last year Claudio Simonetti's Goblin, okay, which is basically our radioactive metal alumni. We've had Claudio Simonetti, Simonetti on the show when he came through town. Of course, he's the main man behind the legendary Goblin, who does all that cool music for a variety of Italian horror movies over the years. And the guy's basically John Carpenter or John Williams to me. Okay. His new version of Goblin last year to commemorate the 40th anniversary of Dawn of the Dead released this kick-ass record where they basically re-recorded the Dawn of the Dead soundtrack with some newer songs as well i grabbed that and it's like oh my god i immediately put it up on facebook even tagged claudio as well every every, every time i buy one of his records i always get a hold of him and say hey man thank thanks a lot this is some absolutely fantastic stuff and of course one of these days i have to 
meet up with you in the Pittsburgh area. Please you know, do. When all of this blows over, we have to catch up in your old haunting ground because I got to see the Monroeville Mall. Oh, dear. You know, where they shot Dawn of the Dead. And you have to, sh- I have to be in that because you've been to that cemetery at the beginning of Night of the Living Dead and a lot of those roads that they traveled in the original and all that. I want to see all that. I drove those roads every day. Um, I have a friend. <laughs> Who lives near the Monroeville Mall that will probably take us on a personal tour. We're going to need to hop her up on a lot of Starbucks um, because that's how she rolls. But um, she she's a very left of center thinker, much like us. And um, it'll it'll be a a damn good time. But, um, dude, we could we yeah, we could really have fun. Like like if, if I get enough notice and I get the right people involved, like we could really have fun doing the horror tour there. Oh, no doubt. No, no, no doubt. Because Romero is from George Romero, you know, is from Pittsburgh and everything. All of his movies, all of his zombies movies were based in Pennsylvania and all that. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. And finally, we're going to get on to some tunes here. But you remember L7? I have heard of them. Oh, okay. okay. In fact, uh, hang on. Oh, I can smell the power right now. (laughs) they have returned the last couple years they are back and they dropped a new record last year on joan jett's uh blackheart records their big comeback record last year scatter the rats i found on vinyl really really cool stuff if you're an old school l7 fan from back in the day okay i guess Okay, we shouldn't say this, what? but yeah, because like the lady, because you can't talk about ladies' ages. Oh, they're only twenty-seven. <laughs> there we are. There we are. They're only twenty-seven, but more than twenty years ago when they were in their heyday. <laughs> just, yeah, they were only say. seven then. <laughs> that's right. That's L seven. They, they just looked old for their age. That's all. Like, <laughs> that's they just right. looked older. That's people right. people mistook it all the time. That's right, like, that's right. But poor kids are in first grade. They're like, Mister, leave me alone. I gotta learn to spell. Yeah, it's a tough one. But that's they made it through, they made great albums from because of it. For sure, for sure. And if you are an old schooler for L seven back then, you're gonna wanna grab Scatter the Rats. There's a lot of cool stuff that will hearken you back, you know. And if you know, you're just discovering them now because, you know, they're back and like by all means, yes. Well recommended. That's another band that we have. We've never had L7 on. We probably say, like, should. Why didn't we? Um, why didn't we have them on with that new record? Because I remember it coming out. They seem like, mm-hmm. like a perfect fit for us. It def it definitely would have. But like, dude, every day, it's like I think to myself, "Well, we got to have this band on. Why haven't we had this one on?" It's it's a daily thing. Because when I when I'm at work, okay, I only have to dedicate like ten percent of my brain to my job. I, I spend more time at work flipping through the radio channels than I do on my actual job. So it always gives me lots of time to think of really cool stuff. Speaking of really cool stuff, let's drop a track. Let's go with um the title track from the new nocturnal departure record this is worm moon offerings (laughs) 
From the aforementioned seven inch split, that is apartment 213 with follow the flock. I guess better late than never. You know, and you're right. I like I like the idea of getting them on the show. We shall certainly do that. Speaking of getting bands on the show, like I said, going to make up for our lack of an episode last week with um, presenting a chat with an absolute legend. I had the good opportunity of sitting down with one John McGinty from the Mighty Incantation. And it's definitely, this is a band, okay, I don't know. For some reason or another, we just never we just never had them really on until now. The new record Sect of Vile Divinities is currently available on Relapse Records and dude, it is an absolute killer as well, like I said at the top of the hop. So I'm not going to spend too much time introducing this man because he doesn't really require one like i said an absolute legend killer new record without further ado we are going to drop a track from said sect of vile divinities to get us to our chat with one john mcginty this is incantation with entrails of the hag queen Yeah. 
First and foremost, when I have a subject such as yourself on the line, you've been around, you've done it all, you've seen it all. Inevitably, the word legendary, a legendary incantation normally pops up and all that. What's your initial reaction when you first see that? Um, I guess my first reaction is surprise because, you know, I don't see us as legendary. I mean, I'm just me, and we're just us, the band, you know? So we don't look at ourselves as legendary. We look at ourselves as people that like to, um, you know, play death metal and write death metal and tour, and we do what we love doing. Um, You know, I don't necessarily, you know, it definitely doesn't come across to me, like, we're definitely legendary, but I can understand that over time, you know, people, um, you know, I mean, we have accomplished a lot and stuff, so I don't know, but I don't look at it as legendary necessarily. I just look at it as us being um, metalheads doing what we love doing. We love writing music, playing live, like I said, and yeah. So, no, I don't, I kind of feel a little awkward, especially when people <laughs> introduce me as, John McEntee, legendary, I'm like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a lot to hold up to. I'm just kind of a metalhead like everybody else. I like to keep the um, keep the expectations low so I could impress them with not so much mediocrity, I guess, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're a humble man. I like that. <laughs> well, you know, you hear, I mean, I hear all the time, when I, when I, I hear all the time, like, super hype from bands, like a ridiculous hype or just people saying legendary. And it's like, I usually get put down, you know, like hear a band is like, oh, this is the most amazing thing you'll ever hear in your life. I'm like, you know, my expectations get pretty damn high. And I, even if the band's great, it's like, man, is it really going to be the best thing I ever heard in my life? I don't think so. So I'd rather just keep it as like, it's, it, it, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> you probably will like it, and if, if they really like it, you take it as a, a bonus. You know, that's a killer thing. Yes. <laughs> and uh, for sure, for sure, wisdom, right there, right there. You mentioned the things that you like to tour, like that that you like to do, and obviously, touring and recording is definitely one case in point. By the time this interview drops, Vile, Sect of Vile Divinities will have been released, your latest record. I imagine you're pretty excited about it. Hell yeah, we're definitely really excited. I mean, anytime we get to release a new album, it's like, you know, it's, it's really killer. I mean, we put a lot of hard work into each record, so, you know, finally get it released. And you never, you never know what kind of response you're going to get for it, you know. I mean, doing the, you know, we just do the album and do what we feel is the right thing to do and, you know, kind of put it out there and try to put it out there the best way possible. But, um, you know, we're very, um, yeah, we're de- definitely very, you know, excited to get get the album out and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of can't think of what the actual question was anymore. I'm answering questions all day long. I get confused when I'm even answering. <laughs> Oh, I, I guess that's I guess that's one of the things that goes with making a new record is doing the press and all that. You know, well, it's it, 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 a it, it's a problem. It, it's a problem I can't really complain about because it, it's a problem meaning that 
I'm doing I'm so successful. I have so many interviews to do that I can't even remember what the hell I'm talking about anymore. So it's not really that much of a problem. It's a, it's a really good problem to have. I'm sure a lot of bands wish that they had just too much press to do, you know? Right, right, right. Yes, yes. I've 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 spoken <laughs> I've spoken to a lot of veterans, and you 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 they're they're like they know what to say. They got their shit down and all that. And then I I'll talk to a young yeah. a younger band, and they're like they I can tell they haven't done a lot of interviews before, and I can see the concern in their eyes and all that. I'm like, relax, pal. Don't worry. The worst will come to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, I, for me, I just like to keep things more casual and easygoing. You know, I don't like the interview to be so stiff anyway. You know, it's just the way it is. The way I like to do it, you know, it's all metal. Yeah. We're having a good time, you know. For sure, for sure, a good time. That's definitely that's the only reason why I do this. You know, like uh, there is no yeah, money exactly. in this. There's yeah. no, there's no nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. That's when, that's, going, when the best metal comes out when you're doing it for love. For sure, for sure. This is record number two with your return to relapse now, I believe. Like you started, you you pretty much, Incantation pretty much put relapse on the map and vice versa years ago. But then you you left for a while, you came you came back, so I'm assuming now... Incantation and relapse, you guys are solid henceforth. Yes. Well, yeah, it's, it's very nice of you to say that we put relapse on the map. I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think we were part of the puzzle early on. They, they had a really great start to their label. They had a really some great, great underground bands, and we were one of many that were did really well for them. But um, as far as now working with them, yeah, it's it's the relationship between us and Relapse is awesome. I mean, we've been, um, you know, we work with them obviously for what it must have been about almost ten years in the nineties, you know. But that that was a time when both us and the label were new, so we did have a lot of kind of growing pains and stuff. But now working together, we're both more experienced. We both uh, are, you know, better at really doing what we do and understanding how like the the terrible music industry is so it's kind of like you know we're able to work you know do things in the proper way i guess like we basically we you know believe in relapse we are very happy with the job they've been doing and we let them do what they got to do and they let us do what we got to do and we just have a, a really really good respecting understanding relationship with the label and it's, it's a great thing to have for a band to have um such a good uh, working relationship with the with the label and stuff because you know we've been in situations where we've had you know problems with labels and it just sucks you know but we're you know it's great uh, I mean Relapse is, is totally doing a, an amazing job they did an amazing job on a, a Profane Nexus album and um, this one Sex of Isles of Indies so far it's been nothing but um, top notch probably. No, and not even probably really the best any label's ever done uh, for us, um, you know, like before an album got released as far as just everything. <laughs> so I'm super happy. I, I can't complain. And as, they, as doing this for as long as I have, 
it's so nice to have such a awesome um, you know team working behind us on everything. It's really super killer. Definitely, definitely, yes. We got an excellent relationship with Relapse and their people as well. What were some with yeah. with everything that's going on in the world right now with this whole pandemic and crisis and all that? Was in during the writing process and the recording, were there any challenges out of the norm that you encountered because of it? Well, there was nothing. Um, there was nothing as far as the recording because the recording would come before. We knew it was going to be like a lockdown and pandemic. I mean, we finished the album in uh, early January of 2020. So that part was done. The only real obstacle we had was, you know, what the hell are we going to do? Because we have basically relapse one of three songs to release as like uh, kind of like singles or prelude to the album. I don't know what, what the hell they call them these days. But basically we wanted to release three songs early. And we had to figure out how we were going to do like any of the video footage that we needed to do under the lockdown. And fortunately, it was a, a slight window, um, you know, opening up in early June. And we were able to really jump on that and get, um, you know, the video footage that they needed for the videos done, like the live stuff. And... And very, unfortunately, the guy that did our intro to the High Queen video, Nader, he, he's actually from Egypt, so they had a lockdown there as well, but they, he was able to work around it somehow and get the footage he needed, and we were able to put it all together. That was the only real problem. I mean, besides that, you know, we, we were, you know, it's not that we were excited that there was a lockdown, but it didn't really affect that much uh, with a new album or anything. I mean, if anything, it gave us more time to kind of concentrate on the release than anything else because we were, we were kind of forced to stay home and work on right. it. It's not a bad thing, really, you know, for the album <laughs> at least, you know. Mm-hmm. You found you found a ne- uh, positive and a negative. That's that's good. That's good. Well, you take it's like it's like you know when you get, when you have lemons, you make lemonade, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the ways I did notice that, for sure, <laughs> for sure. One of the ways that I did notice when you know to keep busy during the whole lockdown is your live streams that you were doing Saturday afternoons. Yes. Are you still doing those? Uh, I don't do them now. I haven't done them for. Of about a month and a half. It was really fun to do, but since then, it's like I've been so damn busy with doing press and doing other prep for the uh, record that I haven't had time to really do it, but I'm, I'm actually going to start doing it again once things kind of settle down. Just, um, you know, it, it doesn't seem like, uh, you know, a lot, but I mean, each one, you know, went on for at least like an hour to almost two hours and, um, you know, it, it, when, when I'm, like, doing interviews and, you know, doing uh, prep work for the new album and stuff like that, it just started to get to be a little bit too much to do. But I definitely want to, you know, we've done a couple, like, full band ones. We took, each time we released one of the uh, singles for the album, we did one of those live streams. It was more during the middle of the week. We just would do, like, a surprise one with, 
all four of us in the band and kind of just, I mean, we talk about the video, but honestly, when we just go on there and just bullshit and just have people watch us kind of talk about cheesy, uh, senseless stuff, but it was still kind of fun, you know? I think, mm-hmm. I think it's cool. People enjoy watching the dynamic between us and the band because we actually get along really well, really great friends. So it's kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like watching a, um, just a group of metalhead friends kind of just talk about metal and horror and just be stupid and joke around and, you know, whatever. So it's actually kind of fun, um, you know, because, you know, I mean, we're very serious about music and, and everything, but, you know, at the same time, we also really have a good time doing it because we're doing what we love doing. So it's it's um, it's, it's a fun vibe. And I, and I love chatting with the people online, too, doing uh, those online chats. Like I said, I'm, I'm working on once once the album gets released, like I said, I'm going to try to do more of them. And it was really fun to be able to talk to fans directly and just uh, answer some questions they have or just, yeah, even just say what's up is cool, you know, especially it was great when the, the lockdown was more um, strict and stuff like that. People, you know, I think that people definitely really appreciated it. So. I want to give a couple minutes to another one of, one of your projects, and I really dig the title of this, but tribe, the Tribe of Pazuzu, what exactly yeah. is that? That that was a a cool project that came up. Uh, my friend Nick, who used to play with Soulstorm, was a a uh, Canadian band out of the Toronto area. They they um, kind of I mean people probably know who they are, but they're they're kind of like in, in a, I don't know almost like a God fleshy type band, but maybe not quite as. Um, not quite as well, what's God Flesh consider? I can't even think of it. They're like industrial. Not not quite as industrial, but had like kind of an industrial edge to it. And but he's mm-hmm. also been a, a big death metal fan of uh, Nick. And he, he I know he jammed with like even Pestilence for a while and stuff. So I think he really wanted to do uh, a death metal project. Well, I know he wanted to do a death metal project. And he had these riffs, and he just couldn't find like local people that you know he felt comfortable playing with or was able to play stuff right or whatnot. I'm not, not exactly sure, but um, a friend of mine uh, asked me if I'd be inter- interested in doing it, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I'd be interested in doing it. And it was pretty simple for me because it's just, you know, he came, came up with all the music and stuff, and I just had to play the guitars for it. So it really didn't take a lot of, um, you know, thought on my, on my end. I mean, I... I Throwing a little two cents here and there because I just can't help it to, you know, if I get inspired, I like to let people know, like, okay, I have an idea or something. But it's really um, Nick's main thing. But it's really cool. I mean, also, um, you know, Flo is playing drums on it from Cryptopsy. So, I mean, that brings a, you know, a whole other level of mm-hmm. drum playing. I mean, he's, he's a, um, you know, he's one of the best, really, in um, extreme metal, I think, as far as drummers go. So it definitely, for me, it's really cool because it's a different kind of death metal band than, you know, Incantation is. It's still straightforward death metal, but it has a totally different vibe, I think. So it was a fun thing for me to do, you know. I really, for myself, if, I, if I'm going to do different bands besides Incantation, I want them to be substantially different enough. Otherwise, it's no use for me to really want to do it, you know. 
Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, and finally, I know you're a busy guy. It's press day and all that, but one of the things I always like to throw it out there just for a guy like yourself who's been around, okay, um, if you were able to give send yourself a mystical, magical email to give you some advice on maybe what to do, what not to do, etc. to your younger self, what would you tell yourself? Um, I would just, I, probably my biggest mistake that I would tell myself is just not to be so uh, kind of trusting and easygoing because there's a lot of people out there that are actually real scumbags and whatnot. So I would just kind of watch out for that and just, you know, I just, because honestly, probably my biggest fault has been always just being, you know, really too cool to people that n- might not necessarily deserve it or appreciate it. So it's, um, but it's just my nature to think of, to, you know, try to think of the best of everybody that I work with. And then sometimes it really kind of lets you down and really show that they're, you know, extremely selfish and stuff. So I would definitely it would have something to do with that just to keep an eye open for that, for those kind of people. But in general, I really don't have a lot to complain about because as a musician, musician, magician, yeah, musician, I've had an extremely um, amazing musical career and kind of fulfilled really all of my goals that I ever had and everything at this point is an added bonus. So, you know, to even complain about any issues and that I might have had in the past is not even, um, you know, is, is not worth it because everything was worth it for me to be at the spot where I'm at now as a musician, 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 then, um, you know, I can't complain.
you're not tuned in to The Shining Wizards, listen to what some of our fans have to say about the show. Hey guys, it's the Stallion. And when I'm contemplating suicide, I throw on The Shining Wizards because nothing makes me feel better than knowing I'm not one of these four grown adults, virgin fucking marks, discussing a fake wrestling product. Tune in live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. East, rantemradio.com. It's The Shining Wizards where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
from the new Shed the Skin record, Forbidden Arts. That is Arkron's of the final creation. And of course, the drummer for Shed the Skin is one uh, Kyle Severn, who is also the uh, drummer for Incantation. And if Shed the Skin kind of sounds familiar earlier this year as well, we had... um, we had Ash Thomas on the show earlier this year. He of Faith Extractor and Machinations of Faith and Surgical. We had this amazing chat. He's also the guitarist and vocalist, sorry, for Shed the Skin. Kind of a kind of an all-star band there. And before that, um, the track right after our awesome chat with Mr. McGinty was the band Tribe of Pazuzu, which is, of course, Mr. McGinty's uh, side project that we spoke of with uh, during the interview. And, of course, with it's same thing with Shed the Skin. Tribe of Pazuzu is, um, another, is another killer all-star band, quote-unquote. I'm sure a lot of these guys don't want me calling them an all-star, you know, but when you are in established bands within the underground it's kind of hard not to throw that accolade the new record king of all demons okay features mr mcintee but as well as flow from cryptopsy and nick sagius from uh, up here in canada who was you know throughout the early 90s had a lot of killer bands that i remember as well, like bands like Overthrow and Soulstorm. And who I recently became Facebook friends just this week with. So if we see um, kind of like a nice throwback interview with Miss, Mr. Sagius, Mr. that would probably be the reason. And it's also a good idea as well. So go out, check out all of that good stuff. Shed the Skin and Tribe of Pazuzu, speaking of all things Halloween and horror, you're definitely going to... Okay, already, though, um, a lot of people have already beaten us to the record store to pick up the new incantation because the sect of Vile Divinities, okay, recently debuted number 10 on the current rock album charts. A death metal band. A Dude. death metal record. That's fucking off the hook. Let's write that on the calendar. Talk about 2020 just being off the chain. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Debuted number 51 on the current top albums. Wow. 51. Like, that's everything. That encompasses everything. And number two in the current hard music album chart. So, absolutely. Congratulations to Mr. McIntyre, to incantation to relapse records like this is definitely and even without touring okay without everything with everything that's going on like this is it's just in this in in the span of a couple weeks when the record went out it's already been a banner year for incantation and they haven't even really played a show thank so, goodness though yeah yeah so good on them horns up thank you 
for your time, sir. You're always welcome on the show, and thanks to everyone that made Two Nice Creature Feature possible. We do have a variety of stuff that we do want to get into as we have our little post-creature feature chat. But before we get into that, unfortunately, yeah, um, it really hasn't been... With with all of the good stuff, like, there's there's good and bad. You know, that's that that's just life. And unfortunately, the bad really hit us here at Radioactive Metal. First of all, we lost two... In just the, a span of a few days, we lost two former radioactive metal alumni. First, um, power trip vocalist Riley Gale left us. That okay. was so sudden. Just out of the blue. Yeah. Like, I just, I was just, you know, on Facebook and all that, and just like, boom, you know, you know, Riley Gale passes away. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, why? And they didn't say there was no you know, why's or wherefores, and I'm kind of glad. I don't really need to know just the reason. We don't really need to know the reason. He's just no longer with us, and it just, it, 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 it that was really hard. It just, yeah. it harkened me back. I immediately went on to Facebook and, you know, gave our condolences and all that, and I'll always remember, okay, being the one to tell Riley that, his issue with Power Trip on the cover of Decibel Magazine was sold out before I had gone to interview him at last year's Manitoba Metal Fest. I was kind of doing my research, thinking of some questions to do and all that. Went on, I was on the Decibel website, couldn't believe it. That year, all of these, you know, all of these issues are still available still available still available still available power trip sold out wow wow and i was the i was the one you know i'll always be proud and happy to say i was the one to tell him that he was absolutely floored and he was so he was so stoked by that so um yeah yeah that's something i'll always remember just just remember hanging out with him and just having a good time and full of life and they went up and absolutely killed it as well. Okay. Um, just before the Manitoba Metal Fest had happened, a young lady here in the music scene in Winnipeg had passed away. And, um, like, Power Trip's not from Winnipeg. They have no real connection, apart from maybe knowing some local bands or whatever. But... Um, when this, this lady had passed away, Mr. Gale gave her a shout-out, and they even put up a banner commemorating her over the Power Trip banner the whole show. Oh, that's cool. And I thought, yeah, you know what? He didn't have to do that, you know? But that just goes to show that the character that Mr. Gale possessed so um, just... It's just one of those condolences to everyone, you know, for the loss of Mr. Gale. Uh, the second person that we lost just a couple of days later, even closer to the radioactive metal home, you'll recall, oh, maybe about a year and a half ago now, maybe two years ago, 
we had a chat with a young lady who um at the time she was dating someone in a um in an established metal band and we had her on the show like when you're in a, when you're in a metal band you have to be touring all the time it's the rock and roll life and a lot of times there's someone back home you know that are dealing with that life with having their spouse gone and all that and having to maintain the fort back home and all that with that we had this young lady on to tell us her story about you know about um living that life that that life and we sat down and i spoke to my good friend caitlin corvis about about it and i never exactly i've never been face to face with caitlin yeah okay but that that was an amazing chat we spoke a lot on facebook and just every 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 opportunity we can and just we had a long distance friendship that uh, it was probably a lot deeper than we both gave it credit for and when i found out that she had passed away and once again no real word her sister had just posted on caitlin's facebook that she was in the hospital and all that then a couple of days later they announced that she was gone and i never asked same thing with 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 mr gale i don't know why i'm not going to ask i don't care the important thing you know, is that tragically they are not um, with us anymore. So, um, again, condolences, you know, to Caitlin's friends, family, and to us and to all of our listeners that kind of got that kind of got to know her, um, you know, through through the show. One of the things I'll never forget is when my good buddy Ducky and I last year when we went to the Quebec Death Fest. Yeah. We met some people from the Boston area who, turns out, knew Caitlin. Wow, it's just, that's it's cool. just, yeah, yeah. They're just like, Small oh, it's just, it just the conversation just kind of went from where they were from, who they knew, and just on a whim, I just said, "Do you know? Do you know this girl?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so wow, it is. It definitely was, and that that was an absolute highlight. So once again. Condolences to everyone. It was definitely a um, really tough week. But something a little more um, a little more exciting, something a little more fun to talk about. Dude, what did you do for record store day? I stayed home. Oh, <laughs> well, and, and like I was uh, kicking myself because I went the day before because I had actually taken off that Friday specifically to spend it with Nicholas because I've been promising him like we were going to get down to the comic book shop and uh, irony, we've gone two weeks in a row now. But um, I, I, like we just we hadn't gone. He's like, Dad, you know, can we go? So I like I took the day off of work and um, and we went down. And um, uh, he's trying to sneak in the room real quietly right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just laughing. But um, yeah, he's such a good kid. But anyway, so we go down and I had reserved my copy of S&M. And it came in. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go get it. 
And and had I waited to get it Saturday, I could have probably gotten it for in uh, like maybe even like a little bit more of a discount. But I was really thrilled with the price I paid because I think it was mm-hmm. like 110 bucks when I, when I ended up getting it. It's supposed to be like at least 130. Okay. So you know, like I can I can deal with that. But um, I and like I dude I debated back and forth because Nicholson and I were in there Friday the day before. And um, he actually picked out one of his first CDs on his own, which is kind of cool. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I was proud of him for that. And I'm looking at the list. I'm like, nah, I don't think there's anything I really want. Because here's here's how my store did it, right? So, and everybody's been doing different things. And I probably could have gone online and got some stuff. But I really wanted to support Monster, you know? So, what they did is from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., was the record store day only releases. That's all you could browse, right? You couldn't go anywhere else in the store. And that's all you could do is look at that stuff. You got 15 minutes. People were allowed in 10 at a time. Ten, sorry, 10 at a time. I'm, all drink, right. I'm drinking beer here again. Um, you go, boy. I know. But so, and I just, I'm debating. I'm like, do I want to get up? Do I want to do it? Like, is it worth 15 minutes? And it turns out it would have been. Uh, Mike Watt had an album that I didn't realize he had called no. Sock Tight. And it was him and Ray Pettibon, right? <laughs> like like right. The, the guy who did all the art for Black Flag. I'm like, fuck, how did I miss this? You know, <laughs> I'm like, son of a bitch. So, like, uh, and it was very limited release. I'm like, well, missed out on that one. Oops. So, um, I am I am really, really pouring over the September 26th stuff already which is because when people are listening to this episode that's only two weeks away like i mean it's it's coming up on us really quick here for the next record store day installment but yeah so so that was my record door record store day um experience like i supported my store the day before and i was disappointed the second day for not going (laughs) (laughs) well um for myself, actually, I went. There really wasn't a lot going on up up here. Although I went to a couple, I went to a couple shops. Of course, the um, the the independent shop that I talk about here, into the music. You know, yeah. a good our good friend of the show, Jason Cherko. He works there. He was there. It was good to see Jason. All that for the for that was that was my first stop. Okay, and really the yeah. only official record store release, you know, for for the day that I picked up, I picked up this really cool Dio um, single EP picture disc of a song called Annika. Okay. Now, what Annika is, is from the uh, Magica record from, I think it was 2000, 2001. Okay, it was... A uh, bonus track on uh, a re-release, remastered version of that record. Okay, um, with this, okay, it came with the song "Annika," plus um, studio remastered studio and live versions of the "Lord of the Last Day." Oh, cool! And the the B side of this EP is um, Ronnie himself. Um, reciting the magica story oh no way and all that yeah yeah that's the thing that kind of i was looking at the price it's like almost 25 bucks 
for this EP, but and I've got it in my hand right now. It's awesome artwork, and it's a picture disc. And I know if I went home and I showed this to Mrs. Snowy, she should be at first she'd be like, "You bought, you spent twenty five bucks on an EP." Yeah. But the second she saw that it was a picture disc, you know, her eyes widened and went, "Oh wow, that's actually really cool," <laughs> and all that. And it was the. You know, it was the reciting of the magical story from Ronnie James himself. That was the selling point. You see, that's, yeah, like, like that's the kind of stuff that will push me over the edge if I'm on the fence. Like, because that's, that's rare. You don't get to hear that kind of stuff often, you know? Mm-hmm, hmm From there, we made our way out to another... We made our way out to another shop, um, and the the shop never really had anything, you know, unfor- un- unfortunately. But just a reg- just a regular record they were selling. I had to pick it up. The vinyl version of the latest DOA record. Okay. It's just called Treason, and of course, there's it's DOA is very political it's a it's canadian political punk band needless to say they are a little anti trump no yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, why i can't i can't even begin to imagine why and so of weird. course and of course this is the same DOA who vocalist you know joy shithead is a uh, counselor in Burnaby, in Burnaby BC for uh, for the green party obviously i just love that and yeah, yeah. Some of the song titles on this include "All the President's Men," "Just Got Back from the USA," and "Fucked Up Donalds," which I believe I mentioned like when this record came out last yeah. year. I mentioned the song "Fucked Up Donalds." Yeah, so that was that was kind of my record store day. Went to Sunrise Records as well which is now like the major chain that kind of replaced uh, HMV in Canada. I don't know if Sunrise is kind of a thing in the in the US or not, but they never had anything really at all. And I'm like, "Oh, well, what the hell is going on?" So, come on. It just it just goes to show like these it just that's what record store day is about. It's pushing those it's helping out those independent yeah. shops like into the music like planet of sound where i grabbed the doa record and all that like that's 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 what it's all for so the fact that i wasn't able to find anything from the chain i'm not crying any tears over yeah you know so we should get your buddy jason on the show Mm -hmm. I, i would love to have him on and talk record store day or just the what the re- the state of the record store business is today you know because because i mean i do like there is nothing like picking up that s&m box set and just looking at the vinyl and just man like i just i love that like i i love a good a, a good piece of vinyl you know mm-hmm. it's just a completely different experience Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really, and like we probably sound like tired, tired old men to the to the younger listeners. Well, I am. But it's it's <laughs> it's. I I had that experience with Jason when I when I saw this this deal picture disc. You know, I checked it out. I grabbed it. I went running up to Jason like we were fourteen again, and I just put it in front of his face. I said, "Dude, 
<laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know, man. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're grabbing it. You know, it's just like that's you. You can't have that experience with a download. You can't. Mm-mm. You can't. And it was the same thing when I was working at the Warren Music Shop with um, a former radioactive metal co-host Elizabeth. Her time, her day at the shop was this. Was the day that um, the new records would come in, the new stock would come in, and I would go down there just to hang out with her and open up the records together and, you know, help her with this, you know, with, it was like Christmas. Oh, hell yeah. Every, every Tuesday, yeah. we were we were like kids, you know, on Christmas Day opening up presents. And because all of these new records had the gatefold sleeves and the, you know, the awesome marble vinyl and the posters and like all the goodies and all that and we were we were kids every 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 tuesday so everyone what is the net when is the next record store day it's coming 9, up another- 26 september 26 so again from when people listen to this episode we're talking two weeks right Mm. And I've actually got the 926 releases in front of me because I don't want to screw up like I did this last time. I'm still <laughs> pissed. Like, right. It, dude, like, I, and I'm looking at it now, like the smudge. I missed a new record from Mike Watt. I love Mike Watt. Give you such a pinch. I'm, yeah, I'm just so pissed. But anyway, <laughs> so, um, the, so Lenny Bruce. They're putting out a oh. Lenny Bruce album on 926. Okay. All right. Right? Um, mm. I'm kind of excited about that. They had the Mortal Kombat movie original soundtrack. Um, for all us old school video gamers out there. <laughs> I don't know this band at all, but I feel like I should based on this album cover. Graves at Sea. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're super, super underground. Yeah. I feel like I need to pick one of these up because, first of all, the label is Necro Cave Recordings. That sounds really <laughs> gruesome. But this is an amazing bloody skull with a third eye. And it huh. just looks fun. All right. Like, it really does. But I think it's just like a like a 12-inch single. Like, I feel ripped off with 12-inch singles. Like, give me something more. Like, make it a 7-inch, you know. Right. I feel like it's wasteful. But I'm also checking out um, their reissuing Primus' Suck on This. Oh, okay. And I loved that one as a kid because that was, that was their first album, quote unquote, but it was a live record, which was actually kind of smart. They didn't have to do any studio time, just record one of their shows. And it was killer. Um, and then let's see here. Uh, the bat. Oh. So there's like two different ska records dropping, right? Like compilations. And I just want to tell people that there are more fucking ska bands than the specials and the beat. All right. If I had uh-huh. to see Mirror in the Bathroom on one more damn record, um, like we all know the song. There's a lot of great stuff. Let's get some other stuff out there. So there's. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. no. Ska's been around for. It's eight eight hundred million awesome bands. Yeah, and then oh, so check this out. So Mike Watt and the Second Men, um, I, and I didn't know about this, but apparently they're doing like a bunch of covers, and they're doing them as a um, as a series. But are you familiar with the band Squeeze? 
Holy shit, that's that's Taking you back, right? That's been a day and a night, yeah. Okay, so I, for <laughs> anyone who's listening, they're going squeeze. Why do I know it? Their famous record was called Singles, and it had the very famous single called uh, Tempted. Tempted by the fruit of another. You know that one for anybody. Um, but so now everyone listening is going like, oh yeah, that yeah, exactly. I knew that song. I didn't know who that was. Yeah. Exactly right. And so they're putting out a record called Squeeze Swindles, and they've been having all these other bands cover it. So Mike Watt and his band is covering Quintin, Quintessence, if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, it's the opening track from the from the 1981 album East Side Story. So uh, the Squeeze is uh, um, East Side Story album. So I guess they're... I, 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 like I said, I still don't know the whole story. I just kind of discovered it now. I'm like, oh, I might pick that up. Again, just to hear Mike Watt, because I've, I've only seen the man live once, but it's one of the best live shows I've seen. Like, it's some killer, killer stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so that's the stuff that I'm, I'm looking at and just kind of checking. Um, and again, like, from, from when this episode drops, two weeks. Like, it's kind of exciting. It's like having, like, a Black Friday every month for record stores. <laughs> I could be down for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then hang on, here's a teaser. So in October, October 24th, the last one, uh, you know how I've been like gushing over clutch, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how I missed this the first 50 times I poured over this list, but clutch is releasing like a 16 album box set. Holy shit. Yeah. Dude, it's like, it starts with strange cousins of the West and it's going to have like all the other records that I love. I'm like, shit i'm like i was looking at getting some clutch vinyl i'm like i might as well pick this up you know like this is awesome so um yeah yeah so so that that's that's oh shit devil drivers october dude october 24th is gonna be some good stuff right on i'm gonna have to look at yeah i think i think um like after the september 26th we should we should come up with our picks for the for the 1024 one you know what? Like, like seriously, if we can for September twenty sixth, and if not that one, definitely the ten twenty four. We we should like do a live episode where we just get on the mic, talk about our conquest for that day. All okay. right. Put it out. Put it on the Facebook page. People can listen. Them. We can just pop pop it into the feed as a special episode. We should do that. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm always thinking about you, you, unique stuff and all that. So yeah, yeah at the very least, take when I, when I'm out and about for record store day, I should at least press record. Yes, absolutely. And see, see whatever we see what we can come up with. Sure. Sounds good. Sounds good. And actually, um, I want to say hello. To um, a just a couple minutes ago, I mentioned a former co-hostess in Elizabeth. At that same time, she was on our good buddy and former co-host Rock. You know, was on the show with us. Oh, geez, like he was on for about what eight or nine years. Yeah with me as um various guests and co-hosts and all that kind of kind 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 of came and went well i guess it's been what maybe has it been maybe like a year and a half two it's, years it's since? gonna be two years i think this month wow okay. I think it's two years wow. this month. okay well um 
he hasn't he may have retired from the wonderful world of metal radio but he's still obviously a huge music fan and um he has he had uh, a pretty interesting um contribution that he wanted to make with the show but this is kind of your segment so i'm going to turn it over to you yeah so rock contacts me he's like dude the great cat's putting out like a new single would you mind if like i reviewed it for the show i'm like no he's like you want to record something with me i'm like sure can i hear it and so um rock and i basically got on the mic and gushed over the great cat for like 15 minutes or so here eh, maybe 13 but so um, you're going to hear that. And so welcome out of retirement rock to talk about the great cat because she's a dude. First of all, I love the great cat. Mm-hmm. She's just an amazing player, right? J- just an amazing player. What, whatever instrument she picks up, she can just master that thing. Right. And so um, the single that she put out is Beethoven's Fear Least for guitar, violin and piano. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. It's super quick, uh, guys. Like when you hear this, it's about a minute, and um, that's what we'll do. We'll actually get into Beethoven's Fearless for guitar, violin, and piano now. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Radioactive Metal Retiree Rock. Woo! <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, man. Yeah. And what would bring Rock out of retirement but a new single by none other than The Great Cat. So, yeah, man. Let, let's talk Great Cat here. What's going on? Well, you know, uh, the, even though I haven't been on the show in, what, it's been two years now or almost two Has years? It's been two years. Uh, I feel like it's two years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the I still get emails from PR and from artists and stuff, and and I regularly get emails from the great cat. And yeah, you know, I've always had a great relationship with her. She's recorded stuff for us, you know, bumpers, That's intros, right? Yeah, and all, all sorts of stuff. So you know, so she's always been very cool to Radioactive Metal. And uh, she sent me an email and say, "Hey, I've got this single that came out, and would you uh, would you like to play it on your show?" And I was like, "Well, not only will we do." that we'll we'll talk about the single so uh so how does that sound um i'm pretty excited about it so this single is fear elise right it's a short one 
Yes, yes. Uh, it's only a minute ten. Uh, but that seems like that's what she's been doing lately. She's just uh, releasing c- uh, CD singles and love of you know quote unquote covers. I'm I'm doing the quote marks in the air because uh, you know do, does somebody cover a, a classical piece? And- see, that's a great question, and I've heard this brought up before because I feel like. When it's a classical music, like it's just what you perform. But if somebody else wrote it, you know, then it's a cover. Like it's it's so weird. Like the the designation of covers in you know, like modern pop music, but yet with classical music, it's so far removed. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. So I was actually going through a lot of her singles today, and and like I started going through the catalog on um, on um apple music dude so what was your introduction to classical music in general like classical like, music yeah like, like where did you first really remember hearing it Ooh, i would say bugs bunny see that was good <laughs> that's what i was gonna say too like that was really my first introduction was was bugs bunny like my grandparents played a little bit but they would play it because my sister and i would really enjoy it in the bugs bunny cartoons and so uh-huh. one of my favorites and I, I honestly i don't even know if i knew it was hungarian rhapsody until i heard the great cats version today um but she has a killer version of hungarian rhapsody and that's one of the famous ones where bugs bunny has the mouse bouncing on the piano with him yes yeah yes it was so cool i'm like oh my goodness i love this Yes. Like, and yes. I'm a big fan of just what the, the great cat does in general because she's an insanely accomplished musician, mm-hmm. right? And she takes classical music and puts a metal like spin to it. And I don't even think it's that big of a stretch because I have always thought that classical music and metal really go hand in hand just because of the technicality of the musicianship. Like, like mm-hmm. to really do great metal, you can't be a slouch, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, she's Juilliard trained, yeah. you know, and she's won awards. Uh, you know, she she's amazing. Uh, you know, just going back to uh, metal and 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 classical music, um, I can't remember. I believe it's, it was in, on one of the uh, one of those documentaries I've been watching from uh, was it Sam Dunn that he did years ago, and he was talking with Malcolm Dome, and and he was comparing classical music to heavy metal, and he was saying. Now, the great cat's probably going to slap me because I'm probably going to have this, have this wrong because she is a very well schooled in, in classical. But yeah. I, I believe it was Wagner that started adding like super low uh, tones to to his music to make it to make the, the, the venue vibrate. And Malcolm Dome was describing how how that was, and that that's so metal. Oh you yeah, know, that's making wanting to make the, the 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 room vibrate because you got so much low end you know and i think you're right on the wagner thing and and i was actually thinking because i was thinking about this uh, the other day when i was doing yard work pre- prepping for this interview well the interview this segment here but um i was thinking uh, like how much like what she does like when you look at the imagery she uses and like the worship me or die album i will never forget the worship mm-hmm. me or die album right and mm-hmm. like I see a lot of similarities there to Paganini, because like, and are you familiar with Paganini, the violinist? Uh, yeah, yes, a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So, so he was the guy who was probably like one of the first rock stars, quote unquote, where he embraced the dark nature, and he would show up in uh, like like a, a horse drawn carriage, but black horses. And he'd always be hooded, like, like he's trying to portray himself as like a demonic kind of figure to create that scary eeriness about him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he was also just insanely accomplished. Like he was just very technically amazing at what he would write and perform. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So, but this uh, this cover again that, that she's doing it for Elise. Uh, what she plays uh, piano, guitar, and violin and it's so on it. Good. Yeah. And oh my gosh, you know, it starts off, you know, like when 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 we play it later, you know, people will, you will you'll recognize it immediately. It's one of the most recognizable classical pieces out there ever. And uh, you know, it starts, you know, very very nice and all, and then it just picks up speed towards the end. Oh, yeah. It's like oh my god, that and that's the great cat. That's her trademark, the speed of of how she, of of how she plays. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, and, and like, because I was going back and listening to, um, what was the 2019 album? Let's see if I can find it here real quick. Speaking of the speed. I don't know. I don't know. She puts out so much stuff. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, right? So Beethoven Shreds, the Beethoven Shreds album. And I'm pretty yes. sure you and I talked about this album when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. Like, maybe not on air, but like definitely off air. Um, oh, yeah, and there's a Paganini Caprice on there. So that goes with the, the Paganini. But it opens up with Flight of the Bumblebee. And yes. she had done a previous version of that. And I went back and listened to that version and this new version. I like the new version better. Like, mm-hmm. And and that's another song that like just like screams speed and stuff like that. But so, yeah, like getting back to Fear Elise, though. So it's Beethoven's 250th birthday, I guess, June 5th. So it's past mm-hmm. us now. But that's why she put this out, you know. And she really is... A Beethoven fan, like I was, I was doing some stuff where she had claimed to be the reincarnation of Beethoven at one part, and I feel like that's yep. pretty metal as well as Paganini, and also uh, ties into our wrestling history here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like having that that character kind of thing going on uh, never fails. Every time is we that, record, it, is that the great cat calling you? Uh, let's hope, right? If only. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so, like, you know, she's got the Beethoven shreds, Beethoven on speed. She's really a Beethoven fan, and, like, I found one um, Mozart thing that she did, because I'm a Mozart guy, and okay. she has the marriage figure out there on, and for anyone who's listening, you can go to Apple, um, you know, Apple Music and just check it out, but um, the marriage of Figaro, it's it's also a very familiar overture, I think a lot of people will recognize, mm-hmm. even if they don't realize what it's called, but I, like, I'm listening that- to that, I'm like, oh, man, I love it. And that's my favorite Bugs Bunny piece. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so good. Um, so, last thing I was thinking here is, um, are you familiar with Tina Guo, the cellist? No. Okay, so I discovered her on Instagram, and it's funny because, like, I was I was searching for. Just like violins and basses, because for anyone who doesn't know, I actually do play upright bass, and I'm going to use that term loosely because I haven't studied since I was like probably like eighteen, nineteen. So I, um, but like I really am interested in those kind of instruments. So I was looking at violin builders and all that sort of stuff. And so when I would do the search, you know how Instagram starts to suggest things that you think you'd like. Well, mm-hmm. this girl playing an electric cello in Daisy Dukes kept coming up. And like, I'm like rolling my eyes because like, and I think we've talked about this where like the booth babe thing doesn't draw me in, you know, cause like mm-hmm. all my years doing Nam, I'm like, no, I, I, I don't want to just talk to a sexy girl holding an instrument. I want to talk to somebody who is a musician, right? Like I want to talk to somebody who really knows what's going on. That's what draws me to the great cat is her musicianship. And that's when I finally decided to tap the sound because like I always keep my sound off, you know, when I'm scrolling. But when I tapped the sound on the video and I listened to what Tina was playing, I'm like, 
holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. Like, holy crap, dude. She was amazing. And then she had an album called Cello Metal where she was doing Rain and Blood, and I've bought that since. I'm like, wow. Like, so she's wow. okay. Oh, dude. Dude, she's intense. Like, you need to check out Cello Metal. It's fantastic. Um, okay. But I was I'll thinking... write that down. I, I would love to see her and the great cat do anything together. Cause they're both accomplished classic musicians. Like Tina was actually touring with, um, Oh my goodness. Hans Zimmer. Um, oh, doing, okay. Oh, doing one of his tours. I can't remember if it was like for some specific scores or what was going on, but so she, she's just an amazing cellist. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see these two women sit down, maybe write something, or even work on some other pieces and really bring things in. Cause like like the great cat when she plays her guitar stuff, like it's it's metal as metal gets. But yeah. like Tina, she actually runs her cello, her electric cello through a pedal board. Oh, okay. Right? And that, so that's where mm-hmm. she's getting the distortion, all that sort of stuff. So like when you I can't wait to hear you like your thoughts on the cello metal album because it's it's mm-hmm. really, really good. But I, yeah. I, I just wrote that down and I will check it out. Sweet man. Yeah. So like like really those are my last thoughts here is I would like to see a collaboration. And I'm really hoping that we we see some more original compositions from the Great Cat as well. Because mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. man, it like I just going back and revisiting the catalog, I'm like Oh yeah, yeah. I could really use some new music from her. I get some good mm-hmm. stuff. Like like Satan says, and, and yeah. which is uh her 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 debut EP that she also just re released on vinyl, uh, just a, a few days ago. I you know it's available on her website right now. As Satan says, it's 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 limited limited edition three song EP that she put out. I believe it was her debut, and uh, so. Uh, that's great, and but you know, uh, there's Satan says I love, and the, the song "Worship Me or Die" that you mentioned oh, earlier. Yes, love that stuff. But to me, the, the the track that she's done that will always always be my favorite Great Cat track is uh, is a uh, was a Beethoven Mosh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! Um, I was listening to that today. Holy cow! Holy yeah, that cow. is my that all time. That's where I discovered the Great Cat when she put out that that video. Oh, dude. Uh, and there's also the, the the track, I believe it's on the same album. It's uh, the funeral march that she also put out. That was amazing. Yeah, amazing cover. Yeah. So, but yeah. So for Elise, man, it's uh, it's you know, there's no drums. You know, for people who are expecting like breakneck speed drums, because sometimes she she you know on some of these tracks she'll add the drums and all that and and, and make it like a like a speed metal track. But this is this is just piano, violin, and and cello, and it's and it's it's delightful. I mean, oh, you. Yeah. You can hear, you can totally hear everything that she's doing on there. Yeah, yeah, dude, I I totally gotta agree, man. So, I guess we can wrap this up, and then I'm gonna plant this for our listeners and for you. But, um, dear listeners, give us a a line, like you know, we we talk at every show how to contact us, radioactive metal. I'm sorry, radmetal666 at gmail.com and radioactivemetal.org. You can you know check us out there. Uh, let us know if you'd like to hear more of rock coming out of retirement. Do you maybe <laughs> like rock's record review or something like that? You know? RRR. <laughs> I like the three R's, rock's record review. Three R's. I like it. All right. So anything else you want to say about the great cat before we call it? She's amazing. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, agreed. All right, so check out Beethoven's Fearless for guitar, violin, and piano, the single by The Great Cat. It's fantastic. You will not be disappointed. And thank you, Rock, for joining us. No problem.
In honor of Mr. Gale and Miss Corvus, who we recently lost from that awesome Power Trip opening fire compilation, that is Power Trip with this world and before that yeah <laughs> the great cat that is that that is that is a wicked song and you know like if you know the great cat well enough like you know this is something that she would come up with that is she's an art she's one of those artists that i discovered like the first record way back then worth worship me or die just saw a picture of her yep on you know, an advertisement probably in Metal Forces mag in Metal Forces magazine or whatever, and then they had a really bizarre interview with her and the pictures and just kind of explaining what she was all about. And I'm like, man, this is some fucked up shit. But in all the right places, Dude. she's definitely her own unique animal for well, a really yeah, bad one. Dude, Worship Me or Die, I will never forget that record because it, I swear it was in every guitar magazine as an advertisement that I read in the mm-hmm. eighties. You know, and I just remember seeing I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then you hear it, it's like, whoa. And like Rock and I talked about in the segment we did, like her Beethoven Mosh, it's like, yeah. And and that goes to what I was talking about at the beginning with S and M too. Like metal and symphonies go together so well. You know, and man, she just puts it together really well. But mm-hmm. great cat, if you're listening, um, we would really like some new original material. We want we want to hear you put put some new stuff together. We'd like a new full length, and um, we'd love to have you on to talk about it when you do. For sure, for sure. And who I wouldn't mind getting on the show once again is tonight's indie spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Tonight's Indie Spotlight, we've actually had on the show before kind of what we were just calling our extended Indie Spotlight, and now we're referring to as our side stage interview Oh, maybe about, oh, geez, five years ago, five, six years ago, Montreal Meddlers Endost came through town. And I was super, super impressed with them, with their release that that year and just every, just absolutely the, the complete package with this band. I was actually really super stoked about everything. So it's like, okay, I'm going to go down and see them. Might as well gather them up, press, record. And I even remember um, doing the whole um, DJ at a show thing uh, for a little while there. I was just kind of introducing bands on stage or I'd just come up and, you know, you know how when a radio station is sponsoring a rock concert, they always bring in the DJ to come on stage and announce the local band and, and all that. Well, I kind of did that for Montreal's Endost and really impressed, really impressed. We had, like I said, we had them on, we played their stuff. After that, they kind of disappeared 
for a while as a lot of indie bands you know have a tendency of doing but they are back again <laughs> i think i hexed them yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well well they're back they just dropped a new single stand by to get some good stuff and i thought it would be a good time to reintroduce our listeners with montreal's endost
www.facebook.com slash endost music e-n-d-a-s-t as well the video for this song is up on youtube now so uh go and check them out there and once like i said you know get reacquainted with this band hopefully you know when bands start touring and make their way across canada i'll sit down and talk to them again great guys fantastic band but in the meantime check that out well my friend i think that's that should definitely be it i think we've uh we jam-packed and we jam-packed enough in this episode so maybe it's time to bring the crazy train into the station how can uh people get a hold of us so speaking of crazy train did you see there's some documentary show coming out on ozzy on like a and e or something they were talking about it on liquid metal today oh yeah okay i can't believe i forgot to talk about that so yeah so anyway so that's more than one crazy train docking into the station um but man, isn't Ozzy just a modern miracle? Oh jeez. I don't know how he's not dead, honestly. Yeah. Like, and like, I'm not even being a smart ass. No, me I neither. Like him and him and Keith Richards, like people mm-hmm. should seriously be studying their DNA and figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. You know, cause, cause I mean like we could probably engineer a super race. But um <laughs> anyway. You can check us out. On the internet, rad metal shit. No, let's do radioactivemetal.org. We'll start there because that's where all the episodes are. That's where you can you can check out everything there. Listen to us on your favorite podcast aggregate. Aggre- fuck. Oh my goodness, dude. <laughs> Aggregator, sure. Um, iTunes, Google, Stitcher. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, I just shocked, but so you can Player FM. Yeah, Spotify. Well, so Spotify, we are there thanks to the good folks at. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the Shiny Wizards. Oh my God, dude. The Shiny Wizards. Yeah, Network. I know. Well, like, see, the, the, this is what happens when we take a week off. Oh my God, like, Tony's going to listen to this episode. If he's probably like yelling at the at, at the podcast, is yelling at his iPhone or whatever. It's Shiny Wizards. <laughs> What the yeah. hell? I know he's he, he's you putting know? us in 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 a double headlock. I know, man. Yeah, he I is. know, man. He should. So, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. <laughs> Thanks to them, we're on Spotify as part of the Shining Wizards Network. Facebook.com/slash/radmetal. Um, Instagram and Twitter at radmetal six six six. Radmetal666 at Gmail to drop us a line. And speaking of the Shining Wizards Network, so not only is it just like this great network of other podcasts, wrestling podcasts, lifestyle podcasts, they're a great bunch of guys. And they also host our sister brother show, A Wrestling Night in Canada. And uh, off air, Snowy and I were talking about the fact that Radioactive Metal needs our own luchador mask. And I, I feel like <laughs> I need to like design something like this. Um, because I've also been wanting to learn Photoshop, so I figure like this is you know no time like the present. Like th- this is a great project for me to have to learn how to use something and design the radioactive metal luchador mask. I'd be down with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like if we can make one cool enough, like I figure you and I should get get them like custom made or something. We'll wear them on the show. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of masks, um, 
Megadeth this weekend. So by the time anybody hears this, it's too late. But if you buy something at the Megadeth store, you're getting a free mask, and it's the Vic rattle rattlehead mouth, like, oh, you know, like wow. the skull mouth with like like the uh, the metal bars or the chain links there. Mm-hmm. I, dude, I am so gonna buy something just to get that mask because it's Halloween in a month. Like I'll wear it even if we don't have to wear masks because Halloween. That's right. <laughs> it's gonna be a great time. All right, so hopefully I talked about all the ways to reach us and, you know, oh, no, I forgot the most important. The person who's been supporting us for the longest, Mr. Rich at, shit, PureRockRadio.net. Oh, my God, dude. Like, it's, like, it's like I've had, like, this sudden bout of Alzheimer's. So, PureRockRadio.net, here is first every Thursday. Rich has put up with our hijinks for a damn long time. Holy jeez, yeah, like, that's... If that's that that's a superman right there yeah. for sure yeah yeah like so so thank you rich for putting up with our crap ladies and gentlemen check us out hit up our sponsor true call coffee because those guys just fucking rock like mm-hmm. not only do they make great coffee um you know what and i was thinking about this like we need to have him back on the show mr coffee Bino calls it, to talk about the um, the embodiment printing press because He's just a creative force in metal, and I think that'd be like a fun thing to talk about. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. How are we going to go? Okay, okay. With with um with incantation. Well, we played you know the new record sect of vile divinities. Let's go back. Let's go back. Pre record deal. Since we love the demos, we love the old time demos and all that. From, let's go with the title track from one of Incantation's early demos, Entrapment of Evil. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been an enchanting, aren't all episodes of Radioactive Metal? I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.